there is billions right of people out there and i think each of them has something to teach me uh and every time i meet a person i am trying to find that thing and uh, for example my best friends uh they always teach me different different things and we exchange knowledge not on the practical level but on a mo- more emotional level i think and every time i learn something from them um i feel more as a person you know This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today, Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and... I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018, to 2019 for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 240 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC Church, to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev, to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev, to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, United World College, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. So if you wish to participate, send me a message on Instagram at aziz.future and join the Telegram channel, Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, France, Switzerland and Monaco. Top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland. Top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai. And top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, We will break the stereotypes together. We will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people. And this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Darina Hoch. Darina is an Exchanges to Internships program alumna of 2019, where she did an internship at the Ministry of Internal Affairs, and she is a bachelor graduate who majored in International Regional Studies, Asia, Africa, and Oceania at the Institute of International Relations, Taras Shevchenko National University of Kiev. Born in Ternopil, Darina is a FLEX alumna of 2017, a European Youth Parliament member, and she worked at the National Democratic Institute in Washington, D.C. She is a language lover, studying the Spanish language and the Chinese language, and she has applied for studying in China, hopefully soon, as well as 
She has been an active organizer of various debate tournaments. Darina loves good movies, French music, iced tea, and sushi. Darina, how are you today? Hi, I am very, very excited to be here today. And thank you for inviting me. And I hope this interview will be just perfect. Thank you. It's going to be really fantastic because I'm so happy to have you here. And I want to begin by feeling the emotional part of you. So you, Darina, when you want to feel really alive, to forget all troubles from your days and to experience your favorite emotions, what do you like to do? Well, I would say usually what I do is just maybe staying alone and having some moments with myself and listening to music. I think music is the biggest inspiration in my life um, in general, especially as you mentioned in my introduction, French music is a really big part of me. And when I want to really feel alive, I just, um, you know, can do these things and maybe, you know, engage in some creative activities like writing poems or short stories, stuff like that. Tell me about French. First, do you understand it? Or even without understanding it, you do get something out of French music? Um, that's a very interesting question because I actually don't speak French. And um, when I listen to music, I usually look for, for feelings of um, which were embattled in that music and not um, into the lyrics. But when I'm really interested in the you know music, I'm a language lover. So obviously I'll go and check um, the lyrics and what uh, the song was about. Um, and I really want to learn French in future, obviously. But currently I'm focusing on other languages and they're taking all of the free time I have. So that's just my plans for the future. Thank you so much. And I want to focus on that part. You said the emotions embedded in the song or in the music, not necessarily in their lyrics. How does that work? How do you feel those emotions? And are you attuned to people's emotions where just by walking in a room, you can feel the emotion there or walking in the street and feeling the emotions of people around you? Uh, well, I would say that, you know, it really depends on your mindset at the moment. So if you feel um, very, you know, romantic, for example, and you listen to a sad song, is it sad, this sad song won't be necessarily sad for you, but rather romantic and vice versa. So I think that it really depends on, one, on one's um person mindset but in general I think that I can feel most people emotions I am very empathetic I really like talking to people getting to know people and I think that when I'm walking into the crowd of people it's always very interesting to explore who's out there who has which emotions are they uh, open to conversation are they open to making a connection with me stuff like that so um, you know it's very interesting to uh, also learn um, about people's psychology through practice through basically feeling emotions out there and not just reading books so I think that's what I'm actually trying to do in my everyday life but I'm not sure whether um, it works or not we'll have to see Yes, that's really learning how it is that you don't know whether it works until you've already learned it well enough to use it. So how do you protect yourself as a very empathetic person from people's negative energy? Maybe someone comes near you and there's some energy vampire or they have a cloud of anger and darkness around them and maybe it seeps through to you and it pollutes your emotions and soul. How do you protect yourself? Or if it happens, how do you cope with it? Because it's a very frequent, something that frequently plagues empaths in general. Well, I would say that 
yeah, there are people like that, obviously, and you can't avoid them. Um, well, some of them you can, but uh, if it's like, you know, your co-worker or your boss or something like that, that's not really possible. So what I'm trying to do is to hold on to my emotions and then take a moment and reflect on what I was thinking at the very moment um, uh, of me getting, for example, angry at what they said to me or getting sad. And then, you know, maybe played off as a joke because um, humor is also one of the instruments I really love to use in my everyday life. And I think every situation can be solved by humor. And um, maybe that's how you should deal with people like that. Great. So if I understood then, since you're using humor intentionally, how did you learn to use it? What do you do in order to be funny or add that touch of humor that maybe someone listening who has no idea how to do that could learn more about your secrets, techniques, and tools? I mean, um, I would give advice, but I don't actually know how it comes. You just have to always have kind of positive attitude towards things, you know, and don't let people drag you down, even if they're down. And then maybe, you know, go listen to some stand-up shows, maybe talk with your friends, maybe, you know, get your mind off that negative experience you've had, and then uh, just try to relax. And it will come naturally, because I think, and I believe that every person has a sense of humor, maybe not necessarily matching mine or someone else, but I think everyone has it. So it's just a matter of relaxation to get it, to let it out and to let other people see um, your uh, jokes and stuff like that. And about good mood, it's really interesting, all the things you're sharing. And in particular, do you feel many Ukrainians have a great mood or a good mood similar to you? And if so, did it come naturally and easily to you? Or is it something you actively worked on, developed and made bigger in your way of being? Um, that's a great question. I think that from experience that I have personally, um, for me, it was never uh, working on emotions because obviously I have moments when I'm down. And uh, I have moments when, when I'm up. It's just you need to have positive attitude all the time. And a lot of Ukrainian young people, I think sometimes they see everything on more negative side because of some unfortunate, um, for example, economic conditions that uh, people in our country have uh, or something a little bit uh, that can drag them down uh, when they compare themselves to other people. But I think that with the development of, you know, mental health and psychologists, for example, and all of these fields in Ukraine right now as well, more and more people get aware of mental health and how to keep up with good mood. And that's something I really, really wish everyone could pay attention to more because it's very important. And some people can think that, you know, mental health is just some kind of, you know, like they say, you don't have a depression, you're just sad, but these things, they get real. And I hope more and more people would be aware about like problems like that in future. And I think that's what kind of happening right now in all of the countries as a major trend. Very true and very important. And to understand you even more, are you more of an emotional person? And I don't mean like a uh, Latina drama queen, <laughs> but that you love emotions and feel them deeply? Or are you more of a practical, proud, logical girl? I'm definitely not logical. <laughs> when it comes to my um, emotions, I am very, very out there. You know, I'm putting everything out uh, to people. I'm opening my heart to them. I am very uh, communicative. And whether it's bad, good emotion, whatever it is, I am always up to uh, living through that emotion because that's the only way how you really will feel that. So um, that's the only way for me. I like it. I had some guests here. I have so many questions, but they spoke about the way they feel emotions. That is really interesting and individual. Like some of the girls, they see it as different colors, like abstract paintings. Uh, others, they feel it like some energy in their body. For example, she said when she's angry, she feels like a heavy 
dark energy in her head, almost like fainting, and her eyes are filled with this red thing inside. Or when she feels happy, it's like sunset energy in her chest. Or when she's in love, she feels butterflies in her stomach and tingling in her arms all over. And another said, well, when I'm happy, it's like sitting on the beach with on a beach without any waves looking at the moon at night while when i'm angry it's like a a tornado on that beach destroying everything how do you experience emotions in your body um you know i will be repetitive but i'll say it again i just feel it through music i think you know sometimes um it just like can be expressed in the best way possible through some song. So sometimes you want to listen to uh, toy music and feel very, very, you know, deep into your thoughts. And I feel that I'm connected to that music. I feel like I'm right inside of this song, you know. And sometimes you want to listen to some pop Ariana Grande style and feel like, I don't know, you're getting ready to the prom party or something like that and very, you know, uh, easy and breezy and stuff like that. So um, it's really, for me, it's the connection to songs, connections to not only songs but also music, to composers, to just in general, um, like, different sounds and um, making me feel the chills while listening to it is literally something that uh, excites me every time I feel any kind of emotion. And like for that, before when it was like 10 or 9, I think I was about to create a music band entirely. So uh, that is part of me, I think. Music was always part of me and I hope it will be because it really helps to live through different moments, not only positive but also negative. I love it. And to make sure, so this is like a two-part question, although or two questions. One, does it mean when you feel emotions, you hear a song in your head? Or do you have to listen to a song to experience the emotion more? This is the first part. And second, you said you are inside the song. What does that mean? Describe it to me. Well, I would say that... Most of the time, uh, I need to listen to something just to live through it and imagine it. And being inside of the song, for me, it actually means, you know, um, making me one with um, lyrics, if I understand them, or with notes, if I don't, uh, with maybe the character I portray in my head when I'm listening to someone or to something, and then maybe with um, the entire melody or the feeling the author wanted to create. So basically, it's just imagining how the song resonates with you, inside of you, but not maybe entirely in the way it was planned beforehand, but how you feel it, you know, how you are in the moment. So maybe it's a bit a little bit egoistic, you know, to uh, take the song from the author and um, just appropriate it to your own needs. But I think that that's a part of me. Wonderful and actually very unique. When did you begin to understand that you do this, that you actually take a piece of art or music, you turn it into your own movie or life or daydream? and you feel the emotion, the characters, the experiences? Or is it something that you began maybe as a game, as a little girl, and it turned into a habit that is full of enjoyment and pleasure? Or how did that work? And how easy is it now? Like if someone wants to learn how to enjoy it and almost like live, really like have a piece of life through that music, how would they do it? Um, I would say that I started actually taking art seriously when I was in the United States in my exchange year. I took a course which was called Film Studies. And in there, we watched tons of great, great, great movies. And one of them, like one of the first ones was um, Star Wars, <laughs> The New Hope. And there was a scene with uh, Luke Skywalker looking at Double Sunset. And that was just 
incredible music, like literally incredible. And at that very moment, I understood that art can be literally a part of your life. And that scene inspired me to, uh, I don't know, uh, explore more on what art is, how to use it as a, you know, not only instrument, but also inspiration for yourself in everyday life. And if um, for advice for someone who wants to do it as well, I think you need just to find a movie or a picture, painting, song, lyrics, whatever, uh, that will bring something very passionate inside of you. So, for example, a song that will make you feel special or a movie or a movie scene even, you know, just take a moment, take a deep breath, uh, perfectly be alone in that moment, feel how you feel about this piece of art, and then realize that it is embodies who you are as well. It's not only about the very piece art itself, but also about you. So be one with that piece of art. And I think it will really help you to somehow find a meditation or relaxation in that very moment. Thank you. Yes, it can be absolutely a great way to meditate, especially for people who complain when they're meditating, they cannot focus well, they can move their emotions using art and music. And it's uh, wonderful that Star Wars was the inspiration and the life changing moment or movie uh, for you. And I want to know you more. When people first meet you, do they have a different impression about who you are compared to your real personality? Maybe later people become your friends and they say, wow, at first I didn't expect you to be like this. I thought you'd be X, Y, Z, but you're not at all. Do you have that? And what are some of your characteristics or character parts that you feel are really important for people to know about you and to realize and think about you? Um, thank you for this question. That's very interesting because I've actually had people before coming up to me and telling me after obviously they've met me that they had literally opposite impression of what they thought I would be uh, before they met me. So there was this one girl, she's my good friend now. And she was like, wow, when I first saw you, I re really, really thought that you're going to be like this cold person, very, uh, you know, egoistic, not wanting to talk to anyone. And like, because, you know, um, I don't know actually why, but I mean, maybe that's because of my super um, outgoing personality, which I show only to uh, some special people, though. And when she actually got to know me, we became really, really good friends. And in terms of what I wanted to be wanted people to know more about me, I think, um, well, when I'm opening up to people, they know basically most of most parts of my personality. But one thing that not a lot of people know about me is that I really get creative sometimes. Uh, I love writing poetry and stories and stuff like that. And um, that's not what a lot of people know, because it's really personal for me. And maybe the fact that I'm super adventurous, it's also not something a lot of people would realize and say as the first um, choice to describe me in an adjective, I think, because that's um, really a part of me that I show only with very, very close friends, but also in a stressful situation. So it depends. If you are in any of these cases with me, you're gonna experience that but if not it's not thank you so very creative and super adventurous and yes we have to return to this and speak about it more but i didn't really even feel that you'd need time to open up to people so tell me two things one most of the girls who are guests on this podcast they say that even if they're emotional happy and a good mood they seem to have this very serious poker face. And sometimes people, especially if they travel abroad, will think, why is this girl so serious and angry? She's like a mean girl, but she's not. She can be nice and kind and friendly. It's just something about some Ukrainian girls or many that is very stoic and like the face looks angry, but the inside is not. Is that your situation? And many of them, they said, we don't like to be judged. We feel sensitive. So to open up to people when we meet them, we might need like three, four, five meetings. And we're not the kind that 
get clicking and opening up on the first second with people. Is this your situation too? Oh, well, I think that this uh, poker face kind of situation is very common, especially to Eastern Europeans, as we are not... um, that used to expressing our emotions because like judging from my experience when I was in the United States, everyone literally thought that I was very, you know, mean girl, as you said, and like strict and stuff like that because I wasn't used to showing my emotions uh, that fast. But I think that what experience in um, the United States as a flex alumna taught me that um, you need to try Uh, different things and sometimes you need to try being more open sometimes more closed as I'm I usually am but I think that uh, for me personally uh, I would describe myself as now much more outgoing than I was before going to the United States and if I see that the person wants to have a connection with me I'm instantly open to that connection Uh, it doesn't take me three or four meetings to do that uh, but obviously I'm very cautious about what uh, to tell the person or how to behave so I don't hurt the feelings of the person and it doesn't happen to me as well. Thank you. Let's speak about creativity and let's begin with this. Are you more about stories or poetry? Mm, I think right now I'm more about poetry actually. How do you get inspired to write a poem? Do you try to use some rules and techniques to express it? Do you get some words into your head that come and then you try to turn them into verses? Or maybe you go and feel some special emotion and you want to release it on paper and you have this ability to make things rhyme? Or what is your process for inspiration and for creation when it comes to poetry? Well, I would say recently my inspiration for poetry I've been writing was um, traveling, also uh, like feelings like uh, friendship and love and appreciation, stuff like that always makes me feel like I have something to write about. And when I want to put it on paper, um, actually it's not always, you know, um, in the traditional classical form uh, it can be like uh, I don't know how to translate it to English correctly but I think it's like white poetry which is that does not have a strict form but it still rhymes somehow and has the rhythm and um, sometimes it's in classical form obviously but um, I usually want to capture the feeling uh, what I feel maybe not even uh, through necessarily direct words but through maybe describing I don't know writing a poetry about some color and then transforming that into uh, you know the feeling I had or writing a poetry about some dream I had last night when I was sleeping and then transforming that into a poem um, stuff like that so I just want to capture the moment with the poetry because this is really the form that excites me the most and I can reread it it's not like a story which is which can be sometimes long you know and you have to develop characters or um like if you want to reread it it's going to be uh longer than just reading a poetry which can bring you the sense and feeling instantly so that's what i like about it and that's how my process goes and why is it important for you to capture moments and emotions um, it's important to me because I think that moments never came come back, you know. Um, well, when I was in the United States, um, I had the countdown of days I have I had left before leaving uh, the United States, and it was really I I was like feeling like I was looking at the sand clocks that was literally uh, losing sand and I was so scared of that that now when I have any kind of memorable moment I'm trying to grasp hold on to it and somehow um, you know remember that in the form of poetry obviously there are other forms like taking pictures you know or videos which are more accessible now but I think poetry is just such a personal thing and if you write it you make it really personalized um, not like if you just take a picture or video which can be also a really nice art form but I just prefer poetry in some cases 
Thank you, and I feel that this is somewhat connected to your super adventurous side. Tell me how that trying to grasp at moments, not let time slip through your fingers, could be related to your super adventurous personality side. Um, I think that it's kind of related because I always try to get the opportunity when it's somewhere on the like on the site. So, for example, uh, when I see any new job openings, I'm gonna apply to them. When I see any new European Youth Parliament event, I'm gonna apply to them. Uh, like without thinking twice whether I'm gonna make it there or not, whether it's gonna be still pandemic and the session will happen on- online or offline, and then when my friends uh, you know invite me to travel I'm always up to it when my family travels I'm always up to it so I'm always up to any kind of adventure because I think that really our time is somehow limited uh, even though we can extend it by making a lot of memories and that's what I'm trying to do thank you and isn't that fear of missing out and I had also some people who spoke about that as a big reason for stress because it makes them fill their days with so many activities and never really fully rest. Is that your situation? Or how do you have a clean cut between fun times and enjoyment and times where you're trying to grasp and take advantage of all opportunities? Um, That's a great question. Thank you. Well, to answer that, I think um, I have to tell that I am not just very stressful about it, you know? Um, Like, as I study Chinese culture, they have, like, this Taoism and uh, kind like other philosophies that relate to time just being a valuable resource in our hands that we need to, you know, grasp and not to worry about it because we can't change the course of time it just goes and it never comes back and i'm not someone who can control that so i would rather let it go and then enjoy the moment live in the moment and try to make the moment special rather than try to run after the moment and then miss everything because i was so eager and i was so stressed about getting the moment right or getting into the moment so um I think I'm just uh, before I because I learned um, this kind of Chinese uh, philosophy. I think that's why I have a different perspective on it from uh, some people. I like how you think and to help you capture the moment in a daydream way, similar to how you experience music. Imagine you achieved all the goals now in this second in your life and you can choose any place any day, any weather, to have your perfect day with any people you wish, how would that day that will totally fulfill you and satisfy you go? When will you wake up? What will you do first, second, third? How will you conclude the day? Tell me everything and with whom and what day will it be and the weather that will suit your perfect weather as well. Because interestingly... I noticed many people in Ukraine actually love uh, fall or autumn. They're not, they prefer it to warmer weather or even spring, although I would expect everyone to love spring, but it's not always the case. So I have to ask you the weather. <laughs> well, I'm a spring person, actually. So um, on this one, that's a very, very deep question because I've never thought of it. Um, I wouldn't say I'm not goal-oriented, but I've never imagined that day like that. But I would say that if it was a perfect, perfect, perfect day for me, it would probably happen with my close people. So I probably, I don't know about the location. It's definitely going to be spring. Um, Maybe somewhere nice in Ukraine next to the sea uh, or something like that. And then I want to sleep uh, in, you know, till like 12 or 1 p.m. because that's what I do on my happy days. And then I want to have nice, nice breakfast and then meet with my uh, family, friends, boyfriend, loved ones, everyone, everyone. And then 
um, you know, just have fun the day, maybe go for a little adventure, maybe go for swimming, maybe go for a sail ride. Um, and then, you know, just have fun time. So I think um, maybe this day will not go as I plan it right now. But if it comes, I will know what to do exactly at that moment. Wonderful. It sounds like a great day, but I don't see your super adventurous side. So tell me examples of situations or experiences you have been involved with that you consider super adventurous. Um, so there is actually one very, very interesting story. Um, one time me and my other three friends decided to go on a trip to Europe. And I think what was super adventurous about that is that we just had like each of us had one backpack and we traveled for two weeks and we traveled into like five countries, I think. And we missed our flight once and we had to take a bus to a different country, which costed us actually as all of the flight tickets together. And then we did couch surfing, which was basically meeting with strangers and living in their houses. And that was really fun, I think. And I don't think that's something... A lot of people would prefer to do, but I think that because we all are so similar uh, and we all are super adventurous, that's what we decided to do. And that was literally one of the greatest experience because we met a lot of cool people on our, on our journey. We discovered a lot of cultures and uh, also we did it like in a very, you know, I would say sometimes stressful, but mostly exciting ways like uh, when we missed the flight, it was like a catastrophe, but then it's just, it got better. Wonderful. And imagine this, a very cruel question where you have to choose one out of these four, either having those chaotic adventures with your friends forever and ever, <laughs> or being alone, but writing poetry in a perfect, perfect way and living it in a great way, or being in nature, with your family, with your boyfriend, with the people you love, sleeping in and doing all the fun things that you wish, or spending a long time where you're meeting new people who are very cool and discovering about their lives and exchanging energy with them. And imagine in this scenario, it's a world where you have to choose one thing forever. You won't get bored of it, but you cannot do the others. What would you do? Oh, my God. <laughs> You've just put me on spot right there because these options are all, all very, very um, something I would want to have in my life. But I would say that if I had to choose, I would choose adventures with my friends. And I'm sorry to like everyone else, but I just think that it's like literally what makes me sometimes feel alive. And if I would stay at one place, live at one place, and even if I would have poetry and my music or meeting creative people and stuff like that, that still wouldn't fulfill uh, my desire to go and explore the world and see um, around me like other new things and cultures and uh, people. And that's just what I think I would choose. Then tell me why is exploring the world important for you? What does it give you? I don't know. Well, maybe I will contradict myself on this one, but I'll say that inspiration, first of all. And then, um, because, you know, I chose to go for adventures and not writing poetry. <laughs> but I think um, if we add all of these up, I think that just exploring uh, world makes me feel like a fulfilled person because we have like I studied international relations basically and we have like 190 plus countries in the world and I just feel each of them is so unique and each of them has the culture that um, like I want to learn about and to uh, you know get to know because my experience as an exchange student was very unique to me and it changed me as a person. So I believe if I discover more, more cultures, I discover more of myself as well. So I really think that that would be just a great addition to my personality. And I really hope that it might be a thing in the future for me. Thank you. So discovering about cultures, did I understand correctly that it helps you shape your personality and understand who you are more 
and that is what's most interesting about it as well as the variety or is it something even deeper or something else um i think yes you understood me correctly as i said before um because i started learning chinese and like chinese culture um i discovered their philosophical traditions which helped me to understand a lot about um myself and life and then i think that when i was in the united states um culture in there helped me bring out my uh you know extroverted side of personality which right now is part of me and i cannot imagine myself without it and then um i think that the more cultures i discover uh i will more also learn about myself and maybe find new sides to me and that's something i really hope will will happen i understood so different cultures could potentially help you discover different sides to you grow them and become a more complete and multi like personality and multi variation person what when it comes to meeting people do they give you something similar or something else what is it about people that is interesting to you and that would make life less complete if you never met a new person forever i think uh well thank you for this question and um there is billions right of people out there and i think each of them has something to teach me uh and every time i meet a person i am trying to find that thing and uh, for example my best friends uh they always teach me different different things and we exchange knowledge not on the practical level but on the mo- more emotional level i think and every time um i learn something from them um i feel more as a person you know and for example i have a lot of friends who are keen learners of uh, cinematography and that's how i learn about cinematography as well because i talk to them and then i have a lot of friends who are keen on business and they tell me a lot about business world or i don't know uh, different world regions and then i get to know about those regions in the world so um basically i think each person can make an input to your personal growth uh and um if the person is from a different culture um which is a radical difference um for me personally then that person can probably make even bigger input in your world view and help you to understand um some things better i like how you said they make you more of a person it's really like growth oriented and i understood this but i want to make sure Imagine you could meet people who teach you nothing but they make you laugh and be excited and like feel those exciting emotions all the time but you never learn anything or people who you learn all the interesting things but they don't make you laugh they're not that funny <laughs> which one would you choose that's another cruel question okay i think uh i would actually pick people who teach me stuff because i can you know be for both of us in 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 an excitement field i can excite and fun and make fun and like laugh and uh, joke for both of us so um i think i have the capacity to do that but i'm not sure we'll have to try but anyway i think that you know learning is actually uh from others uh not directly but you know indirectly is something that i really want to keep experiencing in my life and even though um i really like to be around people who are exciting and make me laugh but that connection can't last longer than a few conversations for me personally because that's there's nothing deeper than just laughs and um i mean i do consider myself to be a person who uh tries to learn and discover things as much as possible so i would rather stick with the second option Thank you. You said there is nothing deeper than laughs. Other than learning, what do you mean with deeper? Like if someone wants to analyze and understand your meaning, what is that thing that is deeper than laughs? Can you expand on that and share more? Mm, yeah, sure. So, I think that deeper than laughs I meant not only knowledge as you said, but also um some emotional um knowledge you know like for example share um 
with me their uh, emotions, like um, their thoughts on things, not only facts, you know, like stating like, oh, I don't know, first world war started in 90, blah, 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 you know, but also actually saying um, and talking about their personal experience. Uh, and all of that um, actually makes you feel the connection to the person because when personally for me, when I talk to someone and I realize that they are ready to open up to me, um, I am very happy for this to happen because that means the person trusts me and I can trust the person. And therefore, that's how the connection made. So it's not only about knowledge as facts, but also about emotional knowledge, about experience, about past, about present, about anything. Um, but if it was a little bit of a laugh, I'm up for it as well. Thank you so much. And if I understood you well from our conversation, what is important to you is deeper connection. It's capturing the moment and the time whether in poetry or by taking advantage of various opportunities. It's growing and discovering different parts to your personality, as well as being someone who is around people you feel very comfortable with, you can trust, you can share with special and deeper moments. Did I miss anything else you'd like to add? Um, that's a very, very clear uh, understanding of my personality. I was actually nodding the entire time while you were reading because that's very correct. Thank you. I'm not reading. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm not saying. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes. And okay, let's go in a very different direction and try to do something fun. Imagine you would create your own piece of art that you feel will impact people the same as that music during that Star Wars scene of uh, the two sons or whatever, and you want to create it, how would that go? What do you feel you'd add to the world that will be emotionally impactful? And do you even want to? Thank you for this question. I think that... Actually, um, before uh, like going to pick my major as an in international relations, I really wanted to be movie director and creating movies. Uh, well, obviously, as it can be understood uh, from this conversation because of the film studies course. So it was very, very, very um, a big dream to me. But um, at that moment, um, I just didn't have the capacity to go for movie director. But anyway, if I would pick any art piece, um, I would go with cinema then. Because I think that movies impact people a lot. And you can watch one good movie and then have a month of revelation and just walk around, look around you. And uh, all you will see is that movie is... Um, like you will feel as you are a part of it. And I think movies impact people a lot right now. And uh, it's a very easy art form to grasp and everyone can relate to it and everyone can watch movies. You know, not all people have patience to read a book or um, I don't know, uh, listen to a very, very long uh, suite by Beethoven, but um, actually movies are very accessible to everyone so I think it would be movie and I'm not sure about what but I just I I really wish that could happen maybe even in future if it would be possible um yeah something like that I loved when you mentioned revelation because in many ways I could connect everything you said to valuing revelations whether it's revelations about yourself deeper revelations from other people, revelations about the truth of the moment, whether in poetry or in opportunities, revelations about how your potential could be, what it can reveal. So is it like the operative word or the key word to you? A key word is revelation. I think, yes, that's a very uh, correct Thought. I've never thought about it, but now that you mentioned that, I really think that that can be the word that describes uh, most of uh, things I do and the um, goal for what I do most of the things. 
Yes, you're a girl in search of revelation, and that's your life adventure, <laughs> if I might say it. Okay, to begin ending, because this is so exciting, it can go on forever. <laughs> but okay, I ask this question, and I ask it often, but it's so interesting to conclude. What did you learn about life that you believe would be great insight or advice or revelation to share with others so that they will have have a better life or a deeper life or their eyes will open to live in life in a way that they wouldn't have without it and that you didn't have without this deep insight? Can you share it as advice? Okay, um, I would advice to risk to go out there and try new things because I swear to God this is my last um, personal story but when I was going for flex two days before that my tutor my English tutor told me not to go because I had very bad English at the moment as she said and I risked I went there and then I got picked as a finalist so and now I'm sitting here as an alumna so I think Always risk, always take advantage of opportunities you have and uh, think about not what can happen if you fail, uh, but what can happen if you win. And even if you fail, that's going to be experience. So always, always try and try and try. Never, ever, ever give up. Correct? Yes, yes. Never give up. Thank you so much, Darina. And if people want to follow you on social media, to know more about you, what is the best social network to do that? And I'll make sure to write it in the description. As well as, is there any project you would like to raise awareness about in any field or of any interest? It's an opportunity and a time for you to speak about it. Um, so um, if you want to follow me on social media, the best way to do that is on Instagram. And uh, projects, I'm not sure about. I just want to tell everyone, if you have anyone you know who are eligible to go to FLEX program, encourage them to do that. It's uh, 9th to 11th grade in high school. And then if you have anyone who wants to join European Youth Parliament, it's basically any age up to 30 years, I think. Uh, but there are members that are older. Um, you can uh, encourage people to join because it's very fun. It's a lot of experience. And um, I hope everyone can uh, join and uh, have their own revelation. <laughs> Thank you so much. That will be your middle name, <laughs> Darina R. Hodge. What is R? It's Revelation. <laughs> yes, R in my name st stands for that, I guess. Yes, and thank you so much. It was a privilege, an honor, a great time. I wish you a brilliant period in China, and I hope you succeed and get there. And thank you again. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for this wonderful interview.